Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Somewhat volatile day of trading today to end this uh, first week of the new year, uh, punctu- punctuated by a Russell 2000 of 6% to start the new year. We like that very much. Uh, let's talk about the markets first. We'll tell you what, we're, what we see happening. Uh, first of all, this, uh, this insanity in, in D.C., uh, the uh, the riots that weren't, as we're now seeing video that the uh, protesters were simply allowed into the Capitol. You see the police opening the doors, allowing people to come through. The agitators were professional agitators, most likely Antifa or some other government uh, uh, organized group. And then, of course, Nancy Pelosi today with the bizarre announcement that she called the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to make sure that Trump couldn't use nuclear weapons on, <laughs> I don't know, whether on the Democrats or on another country, you don't know, with uh, with Vodka Nancy. But, uh, wow, just uh, other countries have to be looking at what's happening in the U.S. and, and being just a little bit concerned. Uh, but then again, when you've got coronavirus lockdowns taking place, uh, uh, you know, all over the world, now uh, China locking down another city with 11 million people completely, U.K. in complete lockdown, all over a virus that has a 99.7% plus survival rate. Maybe maybe this is, uh, maybe 2020 is going to carry over in ways we hoped it would not. Uh, but again, markets are higher today. That's where our focus, focus is right now. We'll take that new all-time highs in the S&P 500 and in the NASDAQ. We'll start with the NASDAQ. I went on the day just powering ahead. Looks really good on the charts, by the way. Closing up 1% today, or 134 points, at 13,201. Again, another all-time high. Same in the SP 500, up 20 points at 38.24. Again, all-time high. Dow Jones, up 56, have been down as much as a couple of hundred. Rally back, uh, uh, now trading at, uh, closing at 31,097. And Russ 2000, even though it finished the first week of trading in the New Year's, is our, is our leader, up 6%. It was slightly lower on the day, just down by a quarter of a percent. No, no, no great shakes there. What we really notice, though, is continuing what, what happens uh, is happening inside the internals here. Uh, another day with <clears> – we've got this. we been talking about this a lot, but <clears> – excuse me. It's just stunning. Uh, yesterday, it's something I've never seen happen before. We had more than 900 companies hitting all-time uh, – uh, excuse me, uh, fresh 52-week highs. That's a combination of NASDAQ and NYSE. We just fell short of that today with the 867 companies uh, hitting new 52-week highs to just 11 hitting new 52-week lows. We had zero companies hitting new 52-week lows in NYSE. And I guess it's not that shocking you know, to the, to the casual observer because, well, if the market is at all-time highs. We should be having stocks, a lot of stocks hitting new 52-week highs. And, of course, that's right. But the distinction is, is if this were not happening, if we weren't seeing 800 to 900 companies day after day after day hitting new 52-week highs, then that'd be a non-confirmation. That'd be a source of some concern. It's just not happening. This is what we share with our clients today. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons to, to remain aggressively invested, uh, what, what we believe is uh, going to continue to be kind of a melt-up kind of a year, maybe the best couple of years we've had since 98, 99, the dot-com boom. Uh, is the, one of the, the, the big kind of data points that we're looking at uh, that makes a pretty convincing case for higher prices in 2021 is that since 1950, 
We've had five cases where the markets were up more than 10% in November, December. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. But since 1950, there have been five instances where the markets were up more than 10% in the preceding November, December. And we had that again this time. So it was the sixth time because this past November, December, the, the markets were up. SP 500 we're talking about was actually up 14%. So in all those previous cases, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the sixth case. But in all these previous cases, the markets then proceeded to, to soar again the following year with an average gain of 18%. And in all five cases, the markets were higher. Undefeated bullishness. In addition, in all five of those cases, January was also higher as well, with an average gain of 3%. So, um, you know, that's just one data point, uh, one, one series of data points. We happen to, to see a lot of them that point to a, a, a big bullish, a reason to be bullish. But the biggest, of course, is the one we talk about here all the time, $15 trillion. $15 trillion, the big number, and that brand new stimulus from both monetary and fiscal stimulus over just the last nine months. Not only has it never happened, it, well, we can't say it won't happen again because it probably will because our money is just being inflated away. Um, what is it? Uh, I saw this recently. Since if you'd had $100 the year the Federal Reserve was created, okay, in 1913, $100 then would be worth $4 today. And at 96% dollar devaluation. But that same $100 would be worth over $9,000 if you'd invested in gold. That would have bought you five gold coins back in, uh, in 1913. They were trading at about $19 a gold coin, $19 an ounce. So that just puts in perspective. That's what this money's doing. By the way, folks, uh, that's why both uh, in most families, both the husband and wife don't have a choice. They must work because the money just doesn't go as far as it did even just 30, 40 years ago. We all know that. Most of our parents didn't work. Most of our parents had, most of our family lives, we had our, our fathers work growing up, at least mine did, and, and moms didn't. Now that's not even a possibility in most families, and that's because of currency inflation. Thank you, Federal Reserve. Thank you, central bankers. Thank you, masters of the universe. Uh, so again, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. Nothing else probably matters. $15 trillion in over nine months in fresh monetary and, and fiscal stimulus, and of course, a lot more on the way. Blue states are really about to get bailed out. Uh, Dems control it all now. They can pretty much do what they want to. It's going to come with a lot of money tied to it. Markets love liquidity more than anything else. Markets love liquidity. So much of this money is going to find itself winding up in public companies as uh, small businesses continue to fail. Again, coronavirus, uh, not an accident, folks. We don't believe in coincidences or accidents here. Uh, not an accident, not a coincidence that small businesses are failing uh, because of coronavirus when the big boys are only getting more, more powerful uh, and, 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 uh, and, and more wealthy. Again, not an accident, unfortunately. Uh, we'll probably have one more big lockdown just to close out another million or so small businesses, and then uh, we'll get back to a sense of normalcy, at least at least as normal as we can be, all working for one of about 100 companies going forward. Uh, but again, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed for now. We remain very bullish until this all collapses in a hyperinflationary crash at some point in the, uh, well, we'll just call it some point in the future. 
Who knows? Maybe the party can go on like the Roaring Twenties. Maybe this party can go on for a decade or so. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll keep taking it one day at a time here. Okay, let's take a look at our uh, Under the Hood today. Again, as Ted told you earlier uh, about the internals, 867 companies hitting new 52-week highs to just 11 hitting new 52-week lows. It's just stunning. I believe this makes four days in a row we've had more than 800 companies hitting new 52-week highs. NASDAQ, NYSC, that's never happened before. And so, again, these are bullish signs. But, but we didn't see it elsewhere. Advanced decline, flat. Slightly positive. It's a win. Both NYSE and NASDAQ advanced decline, but just barely for both of them, about like 100 issues uh, for, for, both the, for both the indexes. And then volume, uh, negative, actually, NYSE. Negative, slightly negative volume, NYSE. But like we saw yesterday in NASDAQ, again, NASDAQ leads, semis lead tech, tech leads the market, even though semis are down a little bit today, just fractionally. NASDAQ, again, up a big percent today on this, uh, this semi-wild day of trading. But like yesterday, we had NASDAQ volume was positive 6 to 1. Well, today, it didn't quite do that, but it, it was paused, posited by $1.5 billion worth of shares. So $4.3 billion uh, shares advancing uh, to, to $2.8 billion declining. That's a, that's a solid, solid beat, and it pretends, uh, we believe, more gains to come. In our sector watch today, of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had seven finished high on the day, four finished lower, led to the upside by consumer discretionary up 1.8%, real estate up 1%, utilities up 9 tenths of 1%, technology up 7 tenths of 1%, to the downside, materials down half percent, everywhere else was pretty flat. In our commodity watch today, Gold took a hit today. Again, rates are, rates are spiking. So the, the professionals, with the CNBC and Bloomberg professionals will tell you that uh, because the tenure now is up to a yield of 1.1%, uh, 1.1% is a high rate, and we don't think it's going to stay, it's going to go much higher. Global rates are just too too low with negative rates for, for U.S. rates to go much higher. But the, right now, they've got a little bit of wind in their sales. Again, inflation is returning. No surprise, we're getting higher rates. Uh, and uh, with money supply soaring as well, uh, that's, by the way, that's very bullish for equities, at least for the next uh, probably a year or so. But gold didn't like it today. Uh, gold today down $67 an ounce at $18.46 an ounce. Typically these days, don't these big red candles don't typically come in singles, in, in onesies. So we wouldn't be surprised to see a little more weakness. Both gold and silver have been in a big channel uh, for quite some time now. And until we get a breakout either way, uh, it's probably best to hold positions. That's what we're doing here. Silver today uh, uh, down down as much over nine percent at one point uh, before closing down a dollar eighty eight. Uh, what was that percentage wise? Let me double check that. Yeah, silver today down almost six and a half percent at one point, down over over nine percent. So a little bit of recovery there. Right now trading at twenty five dollars and thirty eight cents an ounce. Copper remains a superstar. Uh, down just slightly today, but still trading right off eight-year highs at 368 a pound. We like the copper story a lot. Goldman Sachs is calling this a, uh, the return of the commodity super cycle, the global commodity super cycle. Uh, those are, if they're right, if the vampire squid is right, that's a multi-year move higher that we're going to see. And we think that's probably accurate because, again, the, the global reflation trade is back. Um, the, econ- the global economy is back. There's just no question about it. First quarter, second quarter earnings are going to destroy compared to first quarter, second quarter of last year. 
because of coronavirus insanity. And with all this 15 trillion again, what, what else matters, right? Earnings are going to soar Q1 and Q2. Take that one to the bank, folks. Oil. Also, again, global reflation trade. We like oil last night a lot. Last night, Tyler had an interview I did with uh, on a USA Radio with Wayne Allen Root, and he talked about uh, his belief, and it looks like it's, he's going to be hit right on this, I think, that oil will be back at $100 a barrel plus within 12 to 24 months, and there are a lot of reasons for it, uh, but uh, a big reason is, 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 is Team Biden, right, uh, for, their, for their Green New Deal to work, Alternative energy prices, solar, wind, etc., have got to be a whole lot higher than they are now. Uh, and for that to work, oil's got to be a whole lot higher. That otherwise, they don't make sense. Otherwise, especially wind and solar don't make sense with cheap oil. Uh, Obama said it years ago: oil's got to be one hundred and twenty-five dollars a barrel for wind and solar to work without big government uh, subsidies. So uh, for a lot of reasons, we think uh, oil's headed higher. Closing to our trading today right now at $52.63 a barrel. Again, up $1.80 a barrel, highest price since uh, coronavirus insanity began. And uh, Bitcoin, another wild day. But you know what? I say wild. The price is getting so high now that these swings aren't what they used to be. Uh, right now trading at $40,062 a Bitcoin. Up 358, but the range is what people are talking about today. Had a low range uh, on the low side of just over 36,600 of Bitcoin to the high side, 41,900 before uh, uh, when I started this podcast anyway, trading at 40,062. Folks, hope you had a great week, an even better weekend. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And uh, we'll see you back here again Monday after the close.